Hi, I'm Daniel. And I'm Peter. And we are parents of two children, Alberto and Rosina. Each week we sit down together and chat about the reality of raising children. So, if you're a new parent, expecting or just want to see what it's all about, this is the place for you. This, this is, is The, the Parent Sesh. Parents Edge Podcast. Hello, everybody. Episode two of the new year. How you're going? How are you? I'm great. Yeah. Me Thank too. you. That's all. No worries. No worries. I'm good too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Did someone ask? <laughs> Not interested. <laughs> oh, we've had a, a a nice, I would say, easy week. The weather's been great. Yeah, it's been very hot. Very hot, and then also very rainy. So I guess you could say great and then not so great in the same breath because the great weather leads to the bad weather. But when the weather's good, we take advantage of it. What did we do this weekend? We've been going to the beach, actually. Early, which is a bit different. Like considering we live in surface, maybe we might go to surface. But Yeah, we normally walk everywhere on the weekends, Mm. but we've been hopping in the car. Hopping in the car. (laughs) A little bit too lazy to go walk somewhere. But Burley's been great. Yeah. And what I really love seeing is how confident Alberto is in the surf. Yeah, for the longest time, he wouldn't go beyond the little, like, ripples of waves. He'd see a ripple wave come in and he'd leg it up the hill, whereas he was diving straight into it, which was really positive to see. Yeah, I think we should definitely get him into nippers. Mm, I think Racina sort of took that lead as well because she also, albeit... uh it's much more difficult to control her because she wants to go out there, but no, you can't. She's only one and a She's half. She's only one and so a half. It's a little bit. Danger. Danger for sure. So, yeah, the beach has been a nice place, a nice comfort, and the water's been beautiful as well due to the weather. And it's good because on the weekends, we're having big weeks at the moment, particularly now that Alberto started school. Yeah, and I don't think we were that into the beach for quite some time, mm. especially when we lived in our old house. We didn't want to track the sand all the way back to that place, whereas now we kind of live near the beach. We're not so concerned about sand. I do, I Does still, that make sense? I still hate <laughs> sand a lot, though. Like, it is still an awful... Like, who voluntarily loves the sand? Like, the sand is a byproduct of loving the beach. You don't love the sand. You love the water. Mm, maybe. Hate sand. Anyway... <laughs> Yes, we've been using it to unwind from big weeks at school and that's what this week's going to be all about, talking about starting school with a five-year-old. So before you even get to starting school with with your children as a parent, you have to first decide what school or what type of schooling you want to put your children through. Yeah. And you've got to think about it pretty early. Like we've got family members that say that they had to think about and enroll their kids in school from like the first year they were born. Yeah, or even like during pregnancy. And the big conversation you have with people is, oh, what school are you going to send them to? I'm like, mm. I don't know. They just came out five minutes ago. <laughs> so chill. chill out. Like I just, <laughs> I just want to hold them first. 
we are lucky in Queensland that it isn't, or, or on the Gold Coast really, that it isn't so intense with school. Generally, you just send your child to the school in your catchment zone. Yeah, and I think uh, that's kind of always what we just thought was the case. You live near a school, you go there. Mm-hmm. And when we lived up in Coomera, like that, we we just didn't we didn't know what the options were really, but we just thought assumed that we would go somewhere in the area. I think. If, if, correct me if I'm wrong. No, I think that we did think that we'd have to send our children to somewhere in the area. We were hoping to maybe do Tambourine Mountain mm. because it was only 15 minutes from us and it was just straight up Oxenford Tambourine Road. But realistically, the school in our catchment zone was not a place we wanted to send our children. No, and that's not being snobby. No. That's just we didn't want to go there. And we're allowed to choose. We're parents. of It's our children. We mm-hmm. send them where we want to send them. So... You know, we had that factored in. We at this at that point hadn't considered moving or we hadn't really thought about moving where we're going to live. So we only really thought about schools in that way. Uh, but speaking about, I guess, our experience at, at school, we had two very different schooling journeys, yeah. you and me. Like mm-hmm. I went from grade one through to grade 12, the same school for primary school and the same school for high school. And they're linked. And they're very linked together because they're yeah. both Catholic private schools. Mm-hmm. They were, the high school I went to was a school adjoined. It wasn't the same, but it was adjoined to the primary school. Do they call that like the sister school? Yeah, I think that's what it is, a sister school, something along those lines. So that's what I did. Mm -hmm. I just jumped from that school to that school. And that was all I knew. I didn't really factor in too much else. Yeah. You, on the other hand. Yeah, I went to a few different schools, public for most of my early childhood, And then I went to an independent school. It was actually a Steiner philosophy school from grade five, six, seven. And then I went to a public high school. So that was a big change from going from the independent. Uh, And I didn't just go to high school. (laughs) I went into French immersion to start Mm. with and then into the mainstream normal public high school area. Yeah. And I think comparing our two journeys particularly when you get to the high school section from public versus private is there was no real incentive for you to to go like the teachers never really kept abreast of what you were doing or not to not to to bag out on them but there's so many kids so many kids yeah and if someone's disinterested they didn't i guess waste their time Mm. they could see i wasn't interested i wasn't thriving and yeah Whereas in a private school, parents are paid money to send the child there upwards of good money. I'm not going to specify exact amount because I'm not sure, but it's upwards of good amounts of money to send their child to school. So the, the, the teachers, when they see the kids not participating or not interested, there's a, what do you call it? There's a vested interest from the teacher to make sure the kid participates, to bring yeah. them back into being interested. From my understanding, there's a lot more communication that goes on between teachers and parents and schools Definitely. and parents than there is at a state public school. I want to go back to the Steiner Independent School mm-hmm. because I really liked the sound of it when you mm. were describing it to me. And I even, the one you're talk, the one you went to, I even had some experience. I coached some football there for one term, I think, 
just a program, just a football program that mm. I just sort of did some coaching for. And I really liked the atmosphere of the school, the vibe of the school. It was small. They mm. were they were outside a lot. They were playing through. They learned through their play. I really liked the concept of it. Did you think that that would be where we would go? I did. I think that my experience there, if if when I went there, they went into high school, I would have 100% stayed there and I think I would have thrived and I would have been a lot more engaged with the school environment because those three years that I was there, it was exciting and it was really creative and that's how I learn best is to be not just recite, reading something from a board and writing in a book. Like that does not work. For me, I don't retain information that way. So learning through play, learning through building and learning through creative ways and using my hands, I guess, was definitely more engaging. So for me, when I thought about having kids, I was thinking that would be an environment that they would thrive in. But where we live now, it's just too far and there's only one on the Gold Coast. Uh, and it's, yeah, it, it was just to put Racina in the car to do an hour trip in the morning and in the afternoon to do drop off and pick up. I just think that's not fair on her. And because there's such a large age gap, it would be that way for years. Until she started to go there as well. Yeah, I think that was the stumbling hurdle in the end of a reason not to go there. Mm -hmm. Further down the line, Alberto starts daycare. I'm jumping ahead a bit here, but I think it all kind of ties in together, right? We stayed really undecided until he was three and a half. I would say three and a half, yeah. When we moved, Mm. I think was the, the catalyst and the turning point. So we sent him to a daycare where we lived in Coomera. And... Not to say anything negative about the daycare itself, mm-hmm. but the area that it was in, it just meant there was a different type of community that was going to the school. Mm-hmm. And it was a catchment area. I think you could call it a catchment area. Basically, whoever lived close went there. Yeah. And it was representative of what maybe the schools in the area could have been like as well. Yes. And it was also a lot cheaper. Mm. than the one that he went to once we moved. So there's that end of the spectrum as well as that it was you didn't pay as much pendant. That's right. And I think as well there was a lot more kids. Mm-hmm. Like it was a much busier uh, daycare. Yeah. And then there was some trouble. There was some trouble. Alberto was coming home. He was being hit. He was being physically beaten. Not like, I'm not talking like black and blue, but like he would come home saying he'd been hit. He'd have bruises, he'd have scratches, he'd have bite marks often. Yeah. There was never a a report. What do they call those reports? Incident reports. Incident report. There was never that. We'd have to go and seek the educator and then they'd say, we didn't see anything. Yeah, they took a real, oh, this is just, this is our friends. Some of our friends are like, no, like my son's being hit. Can you please help us out? And he there used was just to cry. Yeah, he did. That was heartbreaking when he would cry and he wasn't crying in a way that was like, look at me. I'm it was crying. a sob. It was an actual he was in the back of the car, like as we were driving in his car seat and he would just be weeping, like quietly weeping in the back. And we, 
we were like, what is happening here? Why are you crying? Why don't you want to go? And he would just say, I don't want to be hurt today. Mm. It was actually, yeah. Really difficult (laughs) to process it. Yeah. So we then switched and moved down here and we put him in a new daycare. One that's a lot smaller, a bit more prestigious, I would have said. Yeah. uh, And a bit more expensive. Yeah. In in a catchment area that had probably, you know, people not of a higher class. I'm not going to dismiss people. No, I wouldn't say class. It was just like a higher economic area. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, One more an exclusive suburb. That's true. Yep. Mm. Yeah, let's go with that. So we put him into that daycare and we immediately noticed the difference. Yeah. The classes were smaller. The the carers were a lot more attentive. Alberto carried a bit of the behavior that he witnessed from the previous daycare into the new one. And they immediately noticed it Mm. and started talking to us about it. And then we kind of gave them some techniques on how we handled some of Alberto's behavior. They said it worked and he started thriving there. Yeah. And became a really central figure in the class. Yes, and there was a lot more communication. Like we weren't hunting down the educator Mm. to talk to them. They would be there and actually come up to us in the morning, come up to Alberto and greet us. It was definitely a much more two-way communication street with this new one. So we factored all of that in. We compared the two experiences and we likened the first one to potentially a a public school with a catchment area. Mm -hmm. Just that's where you go if you live in the area to the private school that's a little bit more controlled, a little bit more uh, controlled and you have to, in who it accepts in. They also were smaller. Yeah, that's true. So the rooms was one per age group, one room. In the daycare, in the daycare. Yeah, it wasn't multiple of the same age group. That's right. So that again had that kind of exclusivity feeling to it is that you're accepted here instead of you just enroll. Yep. So that ended up, we looked at those two and we decided, well, we liked the latter. So let's go and pick a private school. Yeah. We did get a lot of influence from our parents. Let's mention that as well, that from their experience, even from what the nineties, two thousands, of choosing a school and why it led them to the decisions they made as well. And that was an influence. We 100% took it of all on board. I think as well, the school that we've sent him to is the one I went to. So it's all yeah. like, <laughs> like, oh, well, look, it's and it's close by. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not, we're not around the corner, but we're close to it. And it's just, uh, yeah, we'll talk about what the getting ready for that is like after this. So once we decided on the school, we had to get him enrolled and everything we'd heard was you need to be so early with your enrollment, but the school yeah. we chose actually wasn't too bad. It was, it was like a year before. Yeah. They only start even looking That's at the true. application year before. So we start, we enrolled from in that year before, and then they go through a bit of a process. They emailed back and forth and then you have an interview. It seems crazy for a four-year-old to be interviewing to get into school. Yeah, I think they just want to see 
the personality type, maybe? Being that it's a Catholic school as well, they they want to make sure the family's a right fit for the culture of the school and yeah. and that the school culture is a, a right fit for the family. Mm-hmm. So they kind of need to, I guess, go through that process. But it still seems wild to me. It still seems wild. The interview went really well. He got ticked off on the spot. Here's your yeah. spot. And then we, you, were, we just had to accept the offer. We were really, really lucky in that sense that we – got along really really well with the principal of the school and we had a lot of similar interests and in common in in how our values and raising our children so I think that it gave us a big like sigh of relief when he said on the spot done you're in Mm -hmm. so that meant that we could start to prepare Alberto he knew what school he was going to uh we knew where we were going to send him and we could start to work on getting him ready mentally so every time we'd pass the school, we'd say, there's your big school. Mm. You know, we'd start to get him used to the idea of that's where he's going to go, like every time. Yeah. He had some recognition of the school as well because that is where he was baptised, Racina was baptised in the church. So it's also near where my parents live, which means that it's going to be convenient. And he also could just, every time we were going to my parents, he'd recognise that's the school that he's going to go to. Yeah. So we got him ready in that sense. He started to get really excited for big school. We'd always talk about it and we'd always say things that are going to happen when you get to big school. He'd even start saying, like, I'll start doing this when I get to big school. Yeah, <laughs> using it as a delaying tactic yeah. though. So, <laughs> well, was it the first, I think it was having a shower. He- Showers was the biggest one that I can remember off the top of my head is I'll have a shower when I start big school. And because like, he liked having baths. I'm like, can you just do it now? <laughs> It'd be so much Why easier. Why are you waiting? What's the, what's the rush? Yeah. What, no, what's the not rush? Let's rush this thing along. Yeah. But he was true to his word. Yeah. The night before school, he said, I said to him, you start school tomorrow, you need to have a shower. And he said. Yeah. So I'm like, good memory on his <laughs> path and ours. We kind of held him to it. But the other thing, so getting him mentally ready was one thing. But then the school had some discovery days where they kind of wanted to integrate the new prep classes into the school and sort of get to know their environment, get to know the teachers. I wasn't able to go. The discovery days were more mandatory, but they also did have some library days or like reading days where you could take them along. Did you go to one of those? I didn't go to any of those. (laughs) It was always in the time of Racina's nap. Yeah, it's fair. And too hard. She doesn't sleep in a pram. She only sleeps in her bed. So I'm not going to just drag her out to to go to that, unfortunately, for Alberto. A rested, <laughs> happy baby is more important than something that could have been an email. So the discovery days, though, what were they like? The discovery days were a drop-off day so oh. for an hour or so, I think it was. in the. So you arrive, sign them in, get a name tag. And then the parents are to go to the cafe area at the school in front of the church. And then the children get taken through into where the prep area is within the school. And they start to be shown potentially their teachers as um, if the same teachers are doing prep the next year. Otherwise, it's just whoever's in there. And then they get to go in the rooms and see what they like and participate in some activities. Did it get him excited? I felt like he was excited every time he came home to talk about it. Yeah, I think he was excited. He got to wear a special shirt ah, as well. Right. Yeah, yeah. And he had, a, he had a sticker and a name badge too, didn't he? Yeah. So 
yeah, he was excited by it. He was also doing some big school days at Kindy as well. They were taking the catchment zone school. They were, that's right. Yeah, so he was doing some of that with Kindy. Yeah, I think that that kind of egged the excitement on a little bit more for him because mm-hmm. he started to see his environment. He made a couple of friends. He made a couple of friends at Discovery Day that actually did end up being in his class. Yeah. Which I guess helps. Um at least recognize have faces to recognize and then he also had the orientation day orientation day is what i was going to touch on next yeah so is that was that this year or was that towards the end of last year last year last year so again i didn't get to go to it so what, what happened so orientation day was slightly different in that the parents went into a classroom or i think they Media room and the children went into their specific classroom because by that point they'd been given their house like their school house and which class they were going to be and which teacher they were going to have so if the teacher was working at the school I think only one of them wasn't at the time they were coming for 20 they got to meet their teacher and be in their actual classroom with other children class and then the parents were in the media room and we went through a presentation of what going to look like and how to prepare your children for school and they gave them a starting school book Uh, and confetti (laughs) the the dreaded confetti Uh, yeah so that was orientation day Uh, the confetti came home and goes look at this i've got this magic what do they they call it i've got magic i can't remember exactly what they call it but it was magic to go under their pillow help them get to sleep. sleep the night before and i was like alberto doesn't need this he sleeps fine. Yeah. And if anything, it's, it's gonna, gonna make it's gonna make sleep more difficult. Too exciting to sleep because there's confetti in his Yeah. Bed. And then when yeah. the confetti runs out, it's like, oh, I had the confetti. Where's it gone? Mm-hmm. I'm like, but we don't we don't need it. I get that it's there for other children who may be nervous, nervous, or... anxious, whatever it may be, and it helps them give them something to sleep with. But I just there should be an option for the parent to say no, because then it's a mess. <laughs> We were cleaning confetti out of his hair every morning for like a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I guess the all of the stuff that the school did, I think, helped get Alberto even more mentally ready for school. Like he was so excited by the time it all came round because everyone had been talking to him about how good it's going to be and how fun it's going to be. Uh, and yeah, I noticed that heading into the first week, the week leading into school, he was very, very excited. And another thing that Kindy did to, to prepare them for school was lunchbox. We had oh, to start yes. bringing in a lunchbox for him. Do you remember how annoyed we were <laughs> when they told us we had to do that? I thought, what's the difference? But, you know. I think it did make it easier, if I'm being honest. It had has made it easier to get the, the lunches ready in the morning. I think you know what it is. It's more for us to prepare. Yeah, 100% it make is. Make sure we're washing it and we're packing it and alberto did stay at kindy only three days we didn't up him to five uh so it was only three days of lunchbox (laughs) what else was really good was finding the right lunchbox formula for him because it it meant we could try a few different things and see what he would eat see what he didn't want to eat and then Mm -hmm. we found the right sort of solution come school time so yeah that's a lot of the stuff that you got to do or get ready for when you're getting ready for school And then school comes around and it's a totally different beast. So we're going to get into that on the other side of this break.
So once all the prep's out of the way, you got to start. And the prep for prep, the prep for prep's <laughs> done. Then you got to actually do it. And the first day, something about the first day that before we get into it properly is the first day they start the day later. At least at, at the school we went to. Yes, and they also started on a Tuesday, not a Monday. It was a Tuesday, Wednesday, and there was a public holiday on the Thursday. I was like, just, just start the week after. Anyway, mm. that's neither here nor there. But the the first day they start later. I think that's just to give the parents time, to give the school time, and get everything, get the other kids back to school and give the prep kids the clear air. So, seeing as how the school was around the corner from my parents' place... We went there in the morning Mm -hmm. to get everything ready. And it just so happened that we had (laughs) my cousins and their kids up from Sydney staying at my parents' place. Yeah. So we went over there and it was chaos. In a good way. In a good way. Alberto, before we went, was very hyper. He gets more and more hyper when people ask him more and more questions. So... At home, he was fine. Mm. But once we got there, it was like it was real. He was in his uniform. People were asking him, are you excited? And then his response was bark, 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 bark. <laughs> and he'd run as he was saying it. Like yeah. He would just run around in circles. And everyone was asking him for photos. Oh, that's the other thing. I was photos. trying to get photos with him and his cousins because they were here. Mm-hmm. It was like what a great six memory. of them here, right? So it was like, mm-hmm. how, how amazing. They're all here for it. And he just would not comply overwhelmed overwhelmed overstimulated anxious energy and he was yeah. just running in circles he was bobbing up and down making noises like mm. that weren't words mm-hmm. he was just a a wreck in a in a in a way that a 5 year old is like where they just energy doesn't and they don't know what to do with it mm-hmm. so anyway we decided to walk to school and about halfway he was already tired it was so hot so hot and he had this big backpack on that was mm-hmm. full of lunches and spare clothes and drink bottle that was heavy. And he was like, I'm tired. I'm like, we're not even at the door of prep yet. But I, I don't think he was tired. I think he was just nervous. Start. It starts it off in a way that doesn't feel fun mm. for everyone when he's complaining, we're all hot we're all over, everyone's overstimulated by that point. And then you're like walking to school. Mm. So I think that perhaps maybe we should have driven, <laughs> even though it was so close, but just to eliminate that, that extra. But at that point, we weren't too sure what it, the parking situation was going to be like. Mm. We weren't sure whether it was going to be too much parking or not enough parking. I mean, you can never have too much parking. Too much parking is enough parking. But whether how much parking there might be, what, what sort of level parents would go to. And to be fair, it was quite busy. So I think we made the right decision to walk. But the first day went pretty good. I well, would say we went inside. He found some dinosaurs to play with and he kind of just settled in. He just picked a seat. He picked a seat. And he knew down. what to do. He went, yeah. picked a seat at the dinosaur table and, yeah, just started to play. We did hang around inside the classroom as long as we could (laughs) yeah at the start Mm. i think as the teacher greeted everyone and greeted all the parents and children there was so much time to just stand in the room and sort of watch the goings on and and yeah get emotional i think yeah you you, you were trying to hold it together because it was a big moment your first born son is going to school for the very first time it's like you're handing over your child 
to the powers of someone else. It's quite incredible. And it's five days. We hadn't done five days. So, and the effects on that, I think we can start to talk a little bit about that. He's been at school for about three weeks now, and he's had maybe two and a half full weeks consecutively. Mm-hmm. I started to notice after a few days and into the second week, Alberto started to develop a bit of a not anger problem. What would you call it? He would Lash have out. a short fuse yeah. and get frustrated by everything yeah and then tantrum like explosion kind of tantrum which we just we don't really experience that in our household like we even as a child he didn't tantrum until he was three you know they say terrible twos well we didn't have that we had the the three nature yeah the three (laughs) i've never heard that three Mm. nature we did and it didn't last very long once he went to the new school as well it all sort of Washed away. Washed away. It didn't really happen. So it was very polarizing to see him behaving that way and screaming. Yeah. And we weren't Mm. at the start sure what was causing it because we thought he was so excited for school and we're like, it can't be school. It can't be the prep. But the more we kind of chipped away at it, we kind of realized he's, he's adapting to this new environment. It's so much different to what it was. Kindy. You drop him off, there's the one class playing with the grade below. There's maybe 15, 20 kids out in the yard. You go to prep in the morning, there's prep blue, prep yellow, prep green. And what's the other one? Prep red. Then year one and year two. Well, everyone... All kind of in the same area. Yeah, everyone has to be in the same area before the bell rings. And then they disperse to their other areas and then it becomes just the prep area. Mm. Uh, for morning tea and lunch. But that morning drop-off is daunting. I can imagine it'd be overwhelming for a five-year-old to walk I think, into that. I think the main main thing, main issue, was that Alberto was tired. Mm. He was in this new environment for five days a week, had to wear a uniform and had to be on his best behavior, his he had learning. had a routine in the morning as well that he had to stick to, like brushing his teeth, getting his uniform ready after having breakfast or before eight o'clock when we had to leave for school. Yeah. So I think that it was just this, there was so much new, so much going on that, that he had to be good for and be well-behaved and be on his, you know, best behavior and on time and all these things that he would just be at home and just release all that pent up, energy when he got here when he got home so it's a good thing in some ways because you think okay he's in his home he feels safe that he can do that that he can act that way he's safe enough to explode all over everyone and <laughs> that's a no, no don't say it like that Ex- why explode all over everyone these emotions Ex- <laughs> they like bubble out all over everyone and he can feel safe doing that which is great because you want your children to feel like they they can, but it teaches the other children, <laughs> the other child in our case, bad Behaviors. ways of, co- yeah, of communication. Yeah. Yeah. And then he ends up in trouble and we hate that. We don't want our kids in trouble ever. We don't, we want them always having fun and, and communicating in positive ways. So for him to be 
in such a state, it's, it's not fun for anyone. And it has. It's easing off. I would say it's easing off. off a little bit. There's still moments. Yeah. But like the thing that hasn't changed, he's still getting plenty of sleep at night. Yeah. So he's always rested and recovered in the morning. It's just that afternoon period where he gets a bit bored as well. He just lashes out really, really quickly. I've noticed. He's a figuring it out. He's That's fig- what we think. It's just yeah. he's just figuring it out and it's perfectly normal. We had a few friends send us pictures or messages saying, Oh, look, this one's all tuckered out and fallen asleep on the way home. Not Alberto. He, he did not. <laughs> he did not energy. fall asleep. He had more energy when we, when you picked him up than before we dropped him off. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is wild. This kid's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So there was no time to regulate. It was all go, 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 go. I think for us, talking about the parent side of things, we had to find our new routine as well. Like, Because for the longest time, Racina was having an hour nap in the morning and this big three-hour stretch in the afternoon that would finish between like three and four. So even for you, it was, well, now I need to, I need to wake her up at 2.30. So what do I do? And for the first week, it was tough because we dropped the morning nap. Yeah, I just figured she wouldn't need it if we moved the afternoon one to be earlier. Wow, was that wrong? (laughs) Yeah, it it was wrong. (laughs) Yeah, I just, like, what we we couldn't have miscalculated it more. So we then realized, well, maybe there's a way she can still have a morning nap. So we we put her down the second that you get home from dropping Alberta off at 8.45 and you get her up at 9.30 and that seems to have resolved the situation. Yeah, she's feeling more rested and more, yeah, able to regulate her emotions better. Yeah. It sounds weird for a one and a half regulating no, I, emotions, I think, but she does. She true. doesn't sook or tantrum or throw things around anymore. She's gone back to yeah, positive play. That's I right. don't know how to explain it. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, I think that sort of wraps up how the school experience has been so far. So on the other side of this, we're going to try something new. And I'm even surprising you here. So... Uh, on the other side of this, let's look forward to it. Okay, so I got a bit of a. I'm holding my tablet. Mm-hmm. You might be wondering why that is. So I don't know if you've heard of it, Chat GPT. I have. You have heard of it? Yes. Okay. I have. <laughs> so I wanted to test it out. Because a lot of people have been using it for a lot of different applications. Mm-hmm. I thought, why don't we try asking it for parenting advice? I thought, what better topic than starting school? So this can be for for the visual people at home and even the people listening on the podcast. So I thought I'd ask it a couple of things. The first one I wanted to know is, what are some tips for parents with a child starting school for the first time? That was a simple question that I asked, just that. So I thought we'd run through some of them and just seeing, seeing and evaluating the tips. Okay. And seeing if we agree with them. Okay. So for this list, they came up with seven. Okay. First one was start preparing early. Talk to your child about what to expect at school and visit the school before the, visit the, school before the first day and establish a routine. Yes. Do you think it's a little bit too generic? No. Visit the school before the first day. Like, what if the school doesn't have the option to do that? 
I just think that we all need to remember that they're five to five and a half mm. and memory retention isn't really there or they don't really understand like by going and just walking around the school visiting it or something they can't process that necessarily and well, retain it do you know what i mean yeah so well, i think that it's a bit like yeah yeah but if you can't that's fine too i don't think it's crucial i think as well it kind of mushed a few things here like visit the school before the first day and then establish a routine what routine like when's that routine going to be established is well it- i guess that that's what kindy was doing with the that's bring a lunchbox yeah. establish that routine and in, when they do encourage you as a parent oh you should really sign them up for five days a week at kindy to prepare them for school and you know those kinds of things are routine are routine and, and then we'll- visiting would be be like what our school did the with Discovery Days, Days and, and Orientation Day. Well, that's a tick. Tick for chat GPT. I mean, we did do it, but yeah. I personally don't think it's crucial. Okay. I think you'll be fine either way. Number two, encourage independence. Teach your child self-help skills like dressing, feeding, and using the restroom on their own. They should surely be doing that by five already, right? Um, Maybe the dressing, like they can put their shirt on, but buttoning up shirts is probably a new one. Yeah. Because some schools have that. Yeah. (laughs) It's so hard because I think as well, like starting school and starting the routine then Mm. also makes sense to me. I don't think you have to start, like if they aren't dressing themselves for some reason, like if they, you know, aren't interested in doing that and want your help every time, I don't think it's crucial that by the time school actually starts, they have to be doing that. Mm. I don't know. It just makes it sound like... This is definitive. Yeah. I mean, it is AI. So they've pretty much just pulled this list. <laughs> they've scanned the internet and, and brought it together uh, and then generated it based off what it's found. The next couple I'll just read through. Build a positive attitude towards school. Talk about the exciting things they will learn, the friends they will make and the fun activities they will do. Yeah, fair enough. Number four, develop a strong partnership with the school. Attend parent-teacher meetings, volunteer in the classroom, and communicate regularly with your child's teacher. Before? Well, I think that means, like, because it's starting school for the first time. So the question was a bit vague, I guess. Like, it's when you are starting school. Right. In that first few months to do that. Okay. Is that for the child, though? Or is that for the parent? I have no idea. Well, it does say tips for parents. So I guess it is meant to integrate the parent into the school. This next one, number five, I'm sure you'll have some thoughts on this. Help your child with homework and assignments. Provide a quiet and well-lit space for them to work. Offer guidance and praise their efforts. Okay. (laughs) I knew it. Interesting. I don't believe in homework. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Unpopular opinion, probably. Hot take. But I really don't. I think that their minds need time to rest and relax. And I don't think bringing that home and making them do more work after they've just spent five to six hours doing work, I don't agree with it. I will say that, yeah, I, I, I agree. I'm, I'm going to find it really difficult to tell our children to do their homework because yeah. I hate homework. Yeah. I'm not a fan of it. So I'm like, it's going to be really hard for me to sell that to them. When I don't mm. believe it. Especially because we are very big into the notion of that school isn't your whole life. Mm. Like 
You should have friends, activities, things to do outside of school. It's not your entire identity. You shouldn't have everything wrapped up in the school world. We really think it's important to be well-rounded and to be able to have other things to focus on. And I just think, imagine what, okay, he comes home with homework, but he's got football that day. Well, he's going to football. He's going to football. Do you know what I mean? I think he's had enough time at school. He needs the next, the, the other thing that's going to help balance balance him out. The next, so, mm, no homework, no, no homework, <laughs> no homework household. Number six is about encouraging healthy habits, uh, like getting enough sleep, eating nutritious diet, getting regular exercise. The diet one, I think, is probably something that gets undervalued a lot making sure they're eating the right foods. I notice a mm. shift in Alberto's behavior when he's not eating the right foods, mm-hmm. a bit too much in high in sugar, a bit too much in fats. I notice his behavior change. He's a bit more un- unwieldy or uncontrollable. Mm. When he eats chippies and oh, lollies yeah, or it, something. Yeah, yeah. When it's just on that diet, like on a like if we're going to birthday parties or Yeah. Yeah. Like he, he's had holiday, a day of yeah. of yeah. You notice the difference. So that one tick for chat GPT. And the last one they gave was celebrating successes. So acknowledging accomplishments, big and small, and boosting their confidence and motivation. I really agree with that one. And I'll tell you why. Every time I used to bring home a grade, it wasn't like how good the grade was. It was, well, if you did extra work, you could have got a a better grade. Mm. And I thought, well, can't we just appreciate the grade I got? Like, how good I did no work and got this grade. <laughs> like, what, a, what an amazing... I didn't study yeah. or do homework or anything. Like, we should celebrate that I'm just a natural <laughs> genius. Like, <laughs> what's what's wrong with that? Uh, See, so yeah, I think making sure that if they are, are doing an achieving in some level, that we celebrate and acknowledge that as an achievement, not make the bar even higher again. Yeah, absolutely. And for us in our household, grades aren't... Yeah, I always like the idea of pass fail, but I don't think they do that <laughs> in like primary no, school no. and high school. That's no. more of a university thing, right? Well, university has different levels. The grades are just different. Like there's distinction, high distinction, pass, fail, mm. and there's like credit. So there's a few different ones that you can go through. Um, passing is not always the best, but you know, as they say, <laughs> P's get degrees. So okay, yeah, that, that was the saying. <laughs> Now, look, that was the tips for starting school. I wanted to ask another question because the great thing with ChatGPT is it's contextual. So it can remember the last thing you asked and you can add add into the conversation. So I said, what about advice for a child that doesn't want to go to school? Mm -hmm. And I think the reason why I did that, because Alberto has said a couple of times, I don't want to go to school today. Yeah. I was like, all right, what do you got for me? AI? What's, What's the thing? So the first point it said here was listen to your child, talk to your child and understand why they don't want to go to school. Address any underlying issues such as bullying or academic struggles. Well, yes, I think you should always listen to your child and communicate with your child. They do have feelings. They just don't always know the right words on how to express them. So, for example, when Alberto said he didn't want to go to school last week, I just asked how he was feeling like he has to go to school. Mm. You know, we're not going to keep him home and, and, you know, extend 
that anxious feeling. It's like you got to just go move beyond it. Uh, but we, I asked him like, what is he feeling specifically? And then I would just run off a, a few ideas. I said, do you feel happy? And obviously no, <laughs> Yeah. but you know, then we got to a point where he could then go through the list of feelings that have already been shown and explained to him. And he came out with the feeling of shy and that he was struggling to make friends. And that's sort of how we got there to, to that position where he could actually start to express why he's feeling that way versus just me saying, well, you have to go too bad, too sad, you know? Yeah. Uh, There's a lot of similar stuff here. So I'm only going to read one more thing here. Uh, the other, the other point to make is create a routine, establish a regular routine for waking up, getting dressed, having breakfast, and to help your child feel prepared and organized for the day. We we were doing that. I think that was the sticking point for him is he hated the routine. He just kept saying, I can't do everything by myself or <laughs> I don't feel like doing everything by myself or something like that. Yeah. Or like he wanted to play before getting ready. I'm like, well, if you get ready, then you have more time to play. Mm. And then he would wallow around on the floor. So I don't necessarily know if that one works if someone doesn't doesn't want to go to school. Mm. In the long run. In the long run, sure. it might. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Because then it's, it's setting up an expectation. This is how the day is going to go. Well, it signs off here with, remember, starting school is a big milestone for both you and your child, but with the right preparation and support, it can be a positive and exciting experience. Good luck and enjoy the journey. <sighs> I'm like, how nice. Wow, it sounds like a real person. That <laughs> is uh, what ChatGPT effectively is, except it's not. So anyway, I thought that'd be a bit of fun. Mm. Let us know what you guys have any tips for with starting school. Yeah, maybe <laughs> let us know if you guys are going to be encouraging homework. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was the biggest one that we're like, hmm. Yeah, if there's any teachers out there that love homework, happy Ooh, to yeah. hit, hit us up. <laughs> And convince us otherwise. Yeah. Because we'll be happy to have that conversation. But that's it for this week. It. Yeah. Oh. So thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, remember to visit us on Instagram and YouTube. And uh, subscribe. subscribe. It really does help yep. us. And that's right. We appreciate it. Yep. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. Oh, oh, oh.